when I move, guess what? I still got control, how about you? Guess what? Race against your doubt, a lot of y'all ain't running fast enough. I can spot a fate before we even finish dapping up. Clapping when they win, but when I win, they never clap it up. Parents' marriage crumble, so I told my mama, pack it up. Eat until I'm fat enough. Rise again like Lazarus. They be thinking what I'm saying, tell me how you mad at us. Ooh, this Good as it's tempting not to wrap it up. I'm about to block you, cause that gon' have me acting up. Pass the blunt and laugh it up and celebrate my life. I want roses when I'm living, not just roses when I die. This ain't something I was given, had to take it, make it mine. Stay on offense, keep on winning, gotta make it, take it mine. I got many checks, I'm swimming in it. Any sex be hitting different. Heavy chest when Nipsey did it. Make it through, give me a minute. Damn. Only thinking vertical Run the marathon from top to bottom Roll some personals McLaren's are convertible My Porsche's name is Percival I studied this inside out But I am not reversible Living way too purposeful My values ain't coercible You made a hit but you probably still not reimbursable Money every Friday Indie catalog I'm versatile My throwaways are hits for you One day I might be merciful Shooting for the stars I never hesitate I'm versatile Y'all be with the common folk I'm at the private terminal Guess what? Yeah, I just put my logo in my pool Guess what? What's going on internet? Analytic here, aka Dreams, and I would like to welcome you to mine, which I call the Notorious Mass Effect Podcast. I'm your hip-hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of pop culture mixed in. For episode 21, we're going to be getting into Jeezy vs. Gucci Mane, Russ, Godfall, and Megan Thee, Megan Thee Stallion's new album called Bad News. But, but before that, make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. Also, make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. So now that we got the intro out of the way, let's get into the quote of the pod. Okay, getting into the quote of the pod, we're gonna talk. We're gonna be talking about Jeezy versus versus uh, Gucci Mane. And the reason that this is a big deal and not a big deal for when it was technically in its prime is because they've come, they've came back to collaborate in a platform called Versus. So Versus is something put on by I think Timberland and Swiss Beats and this is something that evolved from just DJs battling each other out with their own beats to to like dance hall R&B like I saw Babyface and I forgot the other guy's name. That's crazy. That's going to kill me. Um Babyface and well what basically they they're all over the place with these battles. So this is very much evolved into something that I don't even think Swiss Beat saw it, saw it uh, evolving into. So the verses came during the pandemic and because of the pandemic, a lot of artists was available to do it because, I mean, what else are going to say? No, I mean, they're basically sitting at home, not doing anything. And I'm pretty sure they get a nice little check for doing the verses. So during last week's verses, we had Jeezy and Gucci Mane, two of, two of Atlanta's most um, established artists in the game, like one of the most acclimated and in, in, uh, one of the most two of the most successful two of the most successful artists to ever come through. Um, Atl- well, not Atlanta, but just come through hip hop as an Atlanta artist. So. These veteran rappers were battling it out and it was playing tracks back and forth and everything like that. They both had DJs with them. So if you don't know how Versus is set up, 
it used to be like over the phone ig live and then you and then the verses happy uh happen so um like whenever people would battle it would be a whole versus and then they would be saying not they wouldn't be saying but they they would be playing tracks from the dj and just hyping up kind of like a performance so they noticed that the the let's just say the wi-fi was spotty to be kind of um polite <laughs> but basically that format they was using wasn't the best as far as connection and quality went so now they have all artists who do the verses in the same room if they can help it so with Jeezy and Gucci Mane they were in the same room they both had like um King James type chair like it looked like a throne both of them looked like a gold type throne and they were sitting they was both sitting in their respective seats like six feet apart I believe and you know Gucci was all he had all Gucci on even though they tried to cancel Gucci like not even the rapper like the, the clothing brand they, they tried canceling Gucci but I guess um the cancellation got canceled <laughs> so um Jeezy had his attire on i don't know what he was wearing i think people i think the general consensus about uh, gucci Mane and jeezy is that gucci Mane is the better dresser and just entertainer as far as like just in general like overall but jeezy of course holds his weight so they was going playing tracks back and forth and jeezy was saying that the reason he wanted to do this is for the culture and he wanted to show that we are the culture, meaning like Atlanta artists. And then he shouted out King Von, Nipsey Hussle, uh, Pop Smoke, and other rappers who died from gun violence on his own track, uh, Get Your Mind Right, during the verses. And the reason that he did this, people would probably be thinking like, don't they play hits? Like, this is out of the blue. The reason they sit down and do their 20 hits and everything is to bring more awareness to themselves. But Jeezy did an unselfish thing by... Because Jeezy and Gucci Mane has have some of the most um infamous beef if that's the right word so allegedly i don't even know if i want to get into it this is not that type of podcast but allegedly jeezy might have sent somebody to do some harm to gucci Mane, and gucci Mane may have ended up um how do i put this basically the person that jeezy sent to to harm quote unquote Gucci Mane ended up not being al- not being alive anymore. So um yeah that's how the beef went and so people didn't really think this would ever happen because of the 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 heaviness of that situation that whole situation but somehow I guess Gucci got over it well not got over it we're gonna get into that but somehow Jeezy managed to put his pride aside and do the battle too because it took a lot of pride being put to the side for this to happen so they reunited and also at the end even though what i'm about to get into with gucci you know he, he said a lot of crazy things but they ended the whole verses with their collaboration icy uh, so icy for the first time in years to like end the battle so that's what they did that in the verses but throughout the whole verses gucci man was playing diss tracks to jeezy Gucci man was telling Jeezy to dig up the person that he sent to harm him. Like, I don't know his name, so I'm, that's what I'm saying. But, um, and this is all allegedly, by the way, you know. I try, try not to be Vlad, you know, but, yeah, but shout out to Vlad. But, yeah, so um, doing that is, is pretty, 
funny but not it's not funny but doing that is pretty interesting to see how jeezy just took it and just kept saying like i'm gonna tell you what basically not engaging in that type of talk and i think that's one of the main reasons he brought up king von nipsey hustle and pop smoke because this type of this type of beef that gucci Mane and jeezy had was on the same level of some of those rappers if not more and for them to still be alive should show you how much um how much fortunate the events were the events for them were to to get out of that situation so yeah timbaland and swiss b's versus is still going on season two kicked off with jeezy and gucci man they did a great job with promoting this and, and promoting the whole battle um i'm not sure if i explained it explained it thoroughly on how verses work but basically two artists come together to battle it out battle it it out and it's kind of like they've tried to change the narrative of a versus like aggressive tone to like it's more of a versus slash celebration of the two artists for longevity but you know people like conflict so versus the name is gonna stand but both of the artists played their top or what they believe is their top 20 hits and let the fans who are onlookers or on listeners i should say decide who who won and it's not really a hold up a hand like he wins you know it's not no ufc you know uh wait to the final uh announcer wait to the announcer to to tell you the winner it's, it's more like a um, he say she say so it's not really a solidified winner but as far as social media goes you could probably tell who the con what the consistent consensus is on who won so getting into the numbers of the battle 9.1 million people were watching this battle between Jeezy and Gucci Mane this is what co-creator Swiss Beats was showing on Instagram saying that season 2 started off with a legendary showdown Swiss also said that the viewership eclipsed the ratings for the MTVs, VMAs NBCs the Voice, the Billboard Awards, the CMAs, the Latin Grammys, and Dancing with the Stars. So, seems like Swiss Beast was very um, proud to show off his to show off the statistics that his brand created. You know, the type of viewership his brand brought in. Even though it would be nothing without the artist, but still, you have to have the platform. So safe to say that Gucci, the Gucci Jeezy battle was a success and safe to say that nobody was harmed or injured in the making of the verses which is is a great is a great thing to say the least and um, after they went they both went to a club and performed ice, uh, so icy nobody in that club like hurt each other or nobody in there was trying to start beef so it was very peaceful to like and it was surprising because that type of the way gucci like if you actually watch the battle and, and just notice how gucci was just disrespecting jeezy to his face i saw on everyday struggle academics said uh, gucci was telling him that he specifically wanted to keep, do that battle just so he could look jeezy in his face and just call him all sorts of names so it was just i mean i can't really I can't blame him nor fault him because it's like if somebody tried to kill me and it, it, it was it'd be kind of it would be kind of weird just to sit across from him and not think of 
like you know not think a certain type of way but that it, it still took a lot for them to perform that song i think it's like the only song they have together i might be mistaken on that but you can like click my link tree in my bio send me a message on one of my social medias of course to let me know if that's uh, if there's more Gucci and Jeezy collabs, but they they played from what I'm told the most popular collab, which is so icy. So they were they both manned up and, and did the, the did verses, and I think it benefited both of them. So yeah, that's that's all I really have for um, Gucci versus Jeezy. Let me know what do you think of the battle in my. Uh, link tree click my link tree in my bio message one of my social medias let me know who do you think won the battle and do you think there was a line crossed where gucci may have said something that he shouldn't have so yeah that's all i really had don't have ten thousand questions because i've been trying to shorten them up you know and i'm not trying to give y'all all type of uh, questions because i know sometimes it could probably be overwhelming but i do like the feedback and also i do like i want to shout out the apple podcast listeners because they've been giving y'all a little behind the scenes. They've had a, a bigger chunk of the viewership than, than most of the other apps. And that's not to say, like, I don't care about the other apps. I just want to shout out to the people listening on Apple Podcasts and actually supporting it and listening to the podcast. And just, you know, listen to somebody talk about something that they're obviously passionate in. Well, I hope it shows that I'm passionate. In. I don't know. You know, you never know talking into a mic with no feedback. So <laughs> but anyways, yeah, let's switch it up and get into music. OK, getting into music, we're going to talk about an artist that I really wanted to talk about, even though there's so much other music news I could have or other artists that I could have spotlighted for this episode. At the end of the day, I think this artist is one of the greatest, if not, well, no, he's one of the greatest, and he's not like the, the greatest of all time. I think he's one of the greatest of this generation, which is a big difference for people who don't like know what I'm saying, you know, but um, hopefully that makes sense. I don't know. <laughs> Basically, we're getting into Russ and his EP called Chomp. So this is five tracks. From assistance from Busta Rhymes, Ab Soul, um, what else? Uh, DJ Premier, Premier, uh, Black Thought, Benny the Butcher. So he went and got some of the most highly respected lyricists and producers and wanted to put out a not even a I can't say a body, it's basically it is it's technically a body of work, but an EP is, is short, and so I don't think he would like. To compare to a body of work so an ep let's say it's a nice project that he put out a nice solid project of just straight rapping ability and high and just high named producers like high level producers like he has a track yeah he, he he has um ninth wonder making him a beat like well not making him but but pr producing for him so but yeah so Russ is trying to make it known that he's one of the best rappers in the game right now, which I think this year is an argument to be made that he's one of the best rappers who's performed this year. And not even just from album material, just from the, the uh, quality of songs that he's put out at the rate he's put it out. Because sometimes you put out songs and they 
get flat after a certain while, uh, after a certain period because they get used to your sound. They get used to the way you make songs and they get used to the way you rhyme and you uh, you flow. With Russ, he switches it up a lot. Like this whole EP is different from what he usually chooses for a single. He's a singer slash rapper slash producer. You know Russ. You know the Russ memes. They be like, yeah, Russ says he built the court, built the goal, built the uh, made the ball, and and shot it into the uh, to the hoop. So you know, you know how Russ loves to take credit for doing everything, but he he really does. So he's one of those that's I think taking. Um, for granted because not too many artists are doing what he do but at the same time he still gets hate for it so i think it's because it may be because of his confidence you know sometimes when you're confident others will try to bring you down you know so yeah so with the rust ep he had this line in his ep i can't really play you know what i was gonna i had a snippet for every single track on this ep but because you know i try to keep this podcast at least somewhat pg <laughs> so i don't want to play the explicit version and there's no clean versions on youtube and so i don't feel like mixing um a track that would take way too long but there's some quotes for from the songs that that stood out to me like he had one talking about this is bigger than a relevant caption basically talking about people who are on social media or look for social actually i'm just gonna read it out and then tell you what i think so quote this is bigger than a post with an irrelevant caption this is organized knowledge and intelligent action this is since 06 trying to create legacy boss talks stocks real estate and equity then he had another line like just putting that line to the side then he had another one called about called quote well saying quote you fake pat beverly's always trying to shut down rust you foul stay from round us because you're not messing with me you lie instead you lazy well okay i don't know that part but basically i, I wanted to point out the, the pat beverly line i thought that was pretty clever and the first line the, the first little chunk that i quoted with talking about equity and stocks and all that that's something that rappers technically never talk about they always talk about their chains whatever girl they're with or just what, what else money yeah i think it's like money drugs you know you know like the trinity of of rap topics is there's money there's girls and then there's drugs like that's the trinity and then so for us to go out into equity into stocks into talking about how how to be a boss not even uh, money wise but just intelligence wise you know it just it's different (laughs) it's it's all you can say it's just different and i think that's kind of why he gets backlash sometimes because you look at him and he's a hip-hop artist but he doesn't have that hip-hop image He's the type of person that looks like he does like R&B, which he does do R&B, but he looks like he does R&B or reggae or something like he looks like he does a whole different genre talking about how to be great in hip hop. You know what I mean? Or, or talking about trying to be respected in hip hop. So I can see where people come at him because of his, uh, what's his, uh, um, his complexion. I think that's the word complexion. So yeah, like because of the way he looks, you know, it's kind of like the logic effect, but kind of not really because Russ raps better than logic, in my opinion. This is just my opinion. <laughs> I think Russ raps better than logic, um, and so I feel like he gets more 
leeway as far as some of the things he says and he doesn't really try to pit himself as the victim too often like used to when Rush used to come out I think he pit himself as a victim too much talking about how hard it was to come out and who wouldn't give him a chance so now he's just downplaying them I think that kind of rubbed people the wrong way but now with him kind of accepting that people are gonna look down like everybody goes through the phase of not be, of being undervalued like if you have never went through the phase of being undervalued then you probably don't value uh, yourself so with Russ, it's just great listening to someone who preaches that and talks about believing in yourself. Because if you don't believe in yourself, then you know, like, I don't know who else you think gonna believe in you uh, besides your like mom or parents. And even sometimes they don't believe in you, but because uh, people's parents are all different, you know. Some people don't have the most um, supportive parents in the world, <laughs> so. Yeah, that's all I really wanted to talk about. Well, not, that's not all, but I just wanted to talk about the overview of the Rust album and just the track list of having Busta Rhymes, DJ Premier, Benny the Butcher, Ninth One. Like, these are producers and, and just rappers that are straight lyricists. Like, that's really what they do. That's their bag. That's what you call That's like hit, hitting up Jay Z for a verse and asking him to sing. Like, Nobody's going to do that. They're going to ask him to rap. And that's what Russ did. He got some of the highest level of lyricists that you could ask for. So, And like I said, I'm sorry for the snippets. I had snippets. But of course, this podcast has to be PG some way. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm, I can't play the explicit versions. Well, I choose not to. But you can listen to it on your own. I mean, it's an EP. I mean, if I play the snippet, if, if, I, if I was going to play the snippets that I had listed on my show notes, you would have basically heard like 40% of the album already off of snippets because it's an EP like it's short so just go listen to it it's Russ Chomp and it's a great listen one of the best EPs to come out this year I wouldn't say albums because you know that's a full body of work EPs are more of a capsule so just shows what you're working or not even shows what you're working on because sometimes these be like a year two years old worth of music but just shows where your mindset is at at the time of releasing it so yeah that's all i have for russ and the album chomp click my link tree in my bio message me on one of my social medias and let me know do you think russ is one of the best rappers in the game right now or do you think russ is just okay yeah, that's, that's how I want to form it. Because, you know, sometimes people... Like, the hate train for Russ is real. But let me get off of that. You know, I, I said I was done. So, now we're going to get off of music and switch into gaming. Okay. Getting into gaming. We're going to talk about Godfall. Now, I don't think people talk about godfall enough because this game is really underwhelming (laughs) so when i say not talk about enough i mean people don't talk about the fact that this game is so underwhelming and it has so much hype building up to it like not hype like cyberpunk type hype but when i saw this at the game awards show i was so confused on why people was even excited for a game called godfall 
seems like the producer <laughs> the producers seems like the developers have a little uh i want to say too much faith because you can never have too much faith in yourself but naming a game godfall i mean come on now like what do you think who do you think they are god of war <laughs> like they thought they was gonna make a little spinoff and people was gonna get confused and think it was a spinoff of god of war yeah, i don't understand where godfall came from so i think the i think the name was just off but it really doesn't matter if you're a gameplay fire which godfall's gameplay definitely was not so november 12th is when the next generation consoles came out had spider-man miles morales had demon souls had um bug snacks then we had godfall <laughs> so i don't know if this was exclusive i think this is a ps4 exclusive i wouldn't be surprised ps4 gets all the games exclusive now like i don't even what do you even use the xbox for like let me stop because <laughs> i think every time i go on the xbox rant of them not having any games i swear i get like at least three or four messages hey man xbox is not that bad Hey man, the Game Pass is just gonna just blow the the PlayStation uh, ponies away. Hey man, the the, the Game Pass, the ten dollars for a month for fifty games, you know that's just a steal. Even though forty of the game, I wouldn't even say forty, ninety five percent of the games, you're not even gonna want to play after the first week. Like, but you know, I let the Microsoft fans have what they want, you know. But I'm gonna still slander them, you know. I don't really care too much, so. Xbox doesn't really have any games. Uh, PlayStation has exclusives. Unfortunately, one of them had to be Godfall. So, getting into the actual reviews of this game from big um, companies that reviewed it, obviously. <laughs> um, with IGN, I believe, gave a... Well, not I believe. IGN gave an early review of 2.5 out of 5. So, the early review means it could change. It could go up. It can go down. Looking at it being 2.5, I would assume it would go up to a 3, or it could go down to a 2. You, it, it's not going to jump up to a 4, or it's not going to go all the way to a 1, or which, for Godfall's sake, I hope, hopefully it doesn't. <laughs> so yeah, they said that this isn't um, doesn't really make an impact as a next-gen game, so it's, it's forgettable, and... It doesn't even deserve to be in the company of some of the launch titles that's coming out. Like as far as conversation being like, you can play this game, this game, and this game because it came out with the next gen console. They're saying that Godfall should be excluded from that list. Because say what you want, PlayStation had a great list of exclusives coming out with Spider-Man, with Bug Snacks, and with other exclusive titles to take advantage of the um i think it was called like adaptive triggering or whatever when it like resists the heavier the gun is it's pretty cool i haven't played the ps5 of course but you know when you do enough research you it, it kind of you learn a lot in a way to be able to explain it to to where the people you explained it to think you've actually played it <laughs> but um Okay, getting into some of the other scores, we got a 3.5 out of 5 from GameSpot, which is another early review, meaning it could go from a 3.5 to a 3 or 3.5 to a 4. So, they were saying that this game is promising, so a more um, positive take on Godfall. And they say that the skins for your character come with different passive abilities and ultimate moves. So, to really get into the detail, keys and pieces of the game that could use that could um carry the longevity 
the longevity Nick, basically the longevity of this game is based on how fun the custom the uh, customizable options are and how taxing the loot grind is because if the loot grinds if they find a steady balance with the loot system and don't get me started with how i feel about loot system after marvel avengers i just feel like every game that says oh yeah we're gonna have a loot system i just automatically just shut down i just i don't want to play any other game that has a loot system because it's just going to get to a point where i don't really but i don't want to i'm just not going to want to keep playing the game <laughs> like i beat the marvel avengers campaign and then after that i haven't touched it since i've been playing miles morales so and also i'm gonna give a review out for that i think i said that in the last pod but i'm still playing it you know somewhat busy somewhat can't play games like i used to when i was little so uh yeah but so uh, GameSpot gave a more optimistic review of Ga- uh, Godfall, saying that the loot system could really help um, in the end game, could help the longevity, the lo- uh, longevity of this game. I don't know why I keep messing that word up. And then uh, EGM, which I don't know what that is, so we're gonna skip that. But yeah, that's all the reviews I really wanted to get into. I wanted to get into more of the solid cor- uh, companies' reviews because sometimes. You get some uh, companies that just copy like whatever IG and GameSpot or Metacritic put up. Like so, sometimes I don't really, I don't like to get into publications that I don't trust. Basically, I want to talk about some that I've actually went to before purchasing a game and see what they thought. So that's why I wanted to give y'all. I don't want to persuade y'all negatively or positively in in any sense of the of the situation. It's just. If I'm hearing that Godfall isn't a good game and it's a next-gen title, then I would rather you pay for a Spider-Man Miles Morales and Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Odyssey or Bug Snacks. Which Bug Snacks sounds bad, which I thought it sounded horrible when it first launched. But I'm hearing that it's a great, not a great game, but like it's a, it's a good enough game to. It's better than Godfall. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Like it actually takes advantage of the next-gen capability. So and has good uh intriguing gameplay unlike you know so that's enough killing godfall because don't want to kill a game too much you, it could always come back there's always a chance for it could come back and it just came out so you know they could work on it and the developers could look and, and take it take in fan feedback and see what's the best possible way to please the fans while also improving their game and it could come out being a better project or it could end up being like Square Enix and Marvel Avengers where we haven't even heard of what the next step is and we're getting into like the second month, second or third month of after its initial launch. So anyways, that's enough talking about looter shooters. <laughs> uh, let's let's switch it up and get into pop culture. I just love how my groove like just goes away like all the time. It just... If you're listening to the actual podcast, this is probably nothing new. Like the whole in between the the segments when I'm trying to switch it up, the episodes really don't get it because I cut it off kind of. But the, the podcast catches everything in between after the b- beginning, all that. So that's why you know I feel like the full episode experience gets plays along with the episodes because it's it's more of a unique 
um experience like you, you won't get these type of talks in the in the initial in the separate segments but you will get it in the full pod so i don't know click my link tree in my bio let me know what do you think of the way i roll out the full podcast along with the episodes let me know if you like it or don't like it because from the stats <laughs> it seems like y'all like it so i'm not not really gonna change it up too much but i still want y'all feedback because at the end of the day y'all are the ones who listen who's listening and i'm just trying to figure out um if i should just change it up or keep going so yeah that was a whole little side tangent on feedback and how y'all can help make the podcast improve so yeah switching it up for real this time now we're gonna get into pop culture so pop culture is something that i always decide on what i believe is popular in the culture <laughs> like that's that's as simple as when i say i do a gaming music show with a little bit of pop culture music and gaming is pop culture from what people i don't know if people don't understand or misunderstand about it but music and gaming runs a lot in society so whenever you see a like fortnite fortnite has so many different sponsors coming up to uh, to them trying to collab they did a collaboration with travis scott which broke records drake played drake low-key just played the game like he didn't really do a collab he did a low-key collab with the best fortnite player at the time called ninja but so basically i'm saying that music and gaming the pop culture is something um, that's attributed to the top performing icons of their specific genre. And for this one, we're going to talk about Megan Thee Stallion because she dropped a new album called Good News. And she gave a lot of news, whether it was good or bad. We still have to wait to see. <laughs> um so they say that this is her debut studio album which is the craziest thing i've ever heard like i've been listening to megan for the past two to three years i believe and this is not her debut album i don't know how they be like counting these like what what type of contract is she in like is she just never trying to get out of her deal if you you keep saying this is your debut then your your label's just gonna be like okay well thank you for the last free albums Uh, you know the, the last albums i guess were free and now you're getting charged uh, or now this counts as one like how does they even work so hopefully for her case this isn't she doesn't try to go forward with this debut album talk because i don't understand how she would be able to get out of her record deal with not counting any of these albums or the past albums but it's, i think i hit my mic i don't know if y'all heard that Hopefully I didn't. But anyways. Um, okay, I lost my train of thought. Getting into the album. Megan was talking about the album. Saying that she never wanted to do an album. Because she was like. She said that's like a, commi- a commitment. Or like a marriage. But now I'm ready. Oh, so she's really running with this fact that it's her debut album. That's crazy. That's a. That's for the fans who actually listen to Megan. They understand what I'm talking about. This is by far 
her third or fourth album like this is not her debut it, it, it would be one thing if this was her second album i'd be like okay well maybe the first one didn't count but this is like a third or fourth i'm like okay one of them albums counted as a debut album like come on now like she was literally on the double xl cover last year and she had an album out so I'm, I'm confused i'm i'm very much confused anyways she has beyonce on this album she released a whole track list we're gonna actually get into the track list later but no actually let's get into it right now so number one we have shots fired now this is a song that really caught people's attention because she's responding to the tory lanes when he, he made his album daystar which actually performed well on my podcast. I was surprised on how many people wanted to tune in to listen to the Daystar episode with uh, me talking about the Toy Lanes album or response album. Because the rollout was just very much um, unique to say the, <laughs> say the absolute. To say the absolute least, that was unique. And he's one of a kind for that. Oh, no. <laughs> so, uh, number one is Shots Fire. She's responding to him. The bars are kind of weak in this track. Nothing really stands out to me. She literally says that... Okay, so she went live. And that's one of the things Tory Lane said in, on his album. Drop my mouse. Anyways, that's one of the things that Tory Lane said in his response album. That she went live on his birthday on purpose. Because she was trying to, I don't know, hurt him or just... Basically, it wasn't a coincidence that the, the day she came out said that Toya shot her, it was his birthday. And she just said that she didn't even know it was his birthday. It was just another Thursday. So right right then and there, I was like, okay, so point for Tori. <laughs> like, that's not believable at all. If you ever have, like, a, a significant other and you just broke up, like, you're going to know their birthday. Like, it's not something maybe two, three years down the line you may forget it, but as soon as... They wasn't officially together, but like it was multiple. Like they was together, basically. <laughs> like they was definitely together. They the way they talk, you just gotta read between the lines. So, um, yeah, she said that she just thought it was another Thursday. I didn't think that was a good look at all. She said that he um, shot her with uh, pellets or whatever, or bee pellets, something like that. And that's why they didn't penetrate any bone and tendons, which I don't know what type of pellets that. Well, okay, yeah. I just, you know, I don't want to get into the whole thing. On, on, I don't want to choose sides. That's really the main thing I wanted to point out. The, the whole, I didn't know your birthday. That, that's just, that's as what hip hop fans say. That that's that's cap. <laughs> that's that's very much cap. So yeah. Um, number two circles getting into. Oh, okay, so. I was actually able to find the clean versions for some of these songs. So I actually picked out some of the songs I liked on this album. And Circles was where I thought the album actually picked up. I liked the production on this. I felt like when I started this track, it set the tone for how the whole album was going to be. And that, and for me, this track told me that this was going to be very well produced. She was going to have like really good beats. Like This beat for Circles is a pop star type beat or as a pop type beat like this is the type of beat you put you you listen to over and over on the radio so i'm gonna play a little snippet from this it's called circles and this is just megan and stallion on it no features and second track off of the album good news yeah hey 
So as you can hear, this is very much great production on this track. And just the way that the beat, it, it reminds me of a Drake tri uh, type track. The, what's the track with Drake? It's not in my feelings, it's the other one. Um, I'm saying it like y'all sell it. <laughs> Hold up. Okay, now, now it, it's just gonna bug me, so I have to look it up. But it, it's the one where it's like a, a female, it's not a female sample, but it, it's a very much a female type song and, and that's what this sample type beat um that's what the sample in this beat reminds me of a pop type uh sound so that's when i realized that this album they was going for something they was they was going for it like they're, they're really going for a, a smash hit <laughs> hate to use the, the in industry words but that's technically what they was trying to achieve with this track so and the track i'm talking about with drake is uh, i believe Oh, nice for what? So, nice for what? It gave me well circles by Megan Thee Stallion gave me nice for what vibes in the way that the production was handled and the way she bounced off of the the beat. Cause Megan has really great pockets she gets into. On some of this album, I felt like she used the same pocket too many times, but she did. She switched it up enough, in my opinion, for it to for this to be. Well, I would call this a solid album. I wouldn't call this good or great or bad. I would, I would call it solid. So if I was to give it a grade, like in the middle of me going over these tracks, if I was to give it a grade, I would say um, that this, I, I would give this a six out of 10. You know, it's not bad, but it's not great, you know? And yeah, it's, it's borderline, not not that good. Like it, it's just very, it's very much average. So yeah, I'll give it a six out of 10. Um, third track, Cry Baby featuring the baby is one of the if you've listened to the baby in Megan's like collabs of the, in the past, it's just that song. Like it's basically copy and paste the typical the baby Megan collab where they say the craziest raunchy is raunchiest a word? Raunchiest. I feel like I'll be making up words in the middle of the podcast that makes no sense. Raunchiest. I'm really, I'm really, I'm actually looking this up right now, cause that I don't know how that came to my. I think it's cause you know when you be reading, sometimes you read different books and stuff like that, and you just use a word out of the blue, and you're like, where did I get that from? But yeah, raunchiest. Okay, so that is a word. Uh, obscene, lewd, or vulgar. So yeah, they, 
that all that explains every the baby megan the stallion uh song that they, they just talk as crazy as they could possibly talk sexually so um yeah moving on from that <laughs> uh track number four do it uh yeah um track number four featuring the city girls <laughs> i'm not saying that i'm not saying that um that line but uh yeah that that's that track was okay it, it was nothing too crazy i thought it was solid it wasn't bad and then we get to number five now number five is why i thought it took off again where meaning that it is she it told me that she was separating herself from the other pack other female artists because i don't really like to compare female artists but i mean we do it for male artists so why not do it for female artists it would just be weird to only it would be a double standard to not hold megan to a certain standard when it comes to over, uh overcoming other female artists like somebody has to be at the top of the of the food chain you know <laughs> and i think megan with this song it was moving her way up so this is called sugar baby i'm gonna play the snippet and this is the second snippet out of the three songs that i chose to give a snippet for so uh, I'm gonna play that for you. It's called Sugar Baby and off of the Good News album. And I'm gonna play that for you right now. Oh, he want a bad. Well, I want a donut with some money and a loan. Buy me everything in my cart if you my boyfriend and best in this. Boy, support black business. Get it for a bad bag. Spin it for a bad bag. If you got some money, then trick on a bad bag. Spin it for a bad bag. Get it for a bad bag. You got some money, trick, oh, on you wanna bag. see my nails when they done, huh? pay for them. You can't have opinions on no th- that you ain't paying for. All them high school mind games only work on needy boy. Call yourself not talking to me, I'm already calling my other t- Hey, boy, I eat like a bad yeah. Kale yeah. on my sad yeah. designer on my sheets. Boy, I sleep like a bad bad. Thinking that he future, I'ma leave him in the past tense. And I'm in my book, so I think like a bad boy. He said, let's make a movie, and so quick we made a story. He tell people we not talking, no look for you get ignored he takes ass and what we are i'm like lol i'm dead i think all these stupid but i still want the hey get it for a bad spin it for a bad if you got some money trick so as you can tell megan is not really biting her tongue in the slightest so it's the clean version but you can you know you can tell that she's talking pretty crazy on her album so throughout this album she's going pretty pretty uh She's a good rapper, and her subject matter probably, I think, holds her back the most. I mean, obviously, you have male rappers who talk about one thing all the time. But with Megan, I feel like she's such a good rapper. She could really touch on a couple other things besides, you know, the what allegedly happened with Tori. She could touch on some other stuff, like business-wise, and how she, um, she had the whole situation with her contract and everybody... <laughs> everybody calling her out saying she can't read and she's really had like the social media has never really been megan's friend like she has a lot of industry uh connects with rock nation backing her and at every corner which is why she gets some of the awards that she gets let alone the talent though she always puts forth i think something that's solid but i feel like she could do a lot more but as far as like social media and everything they don't really just to put it plain sometimes they they can be a little harsh on on megan like imagine getting shot allegedly in the foot and then everybody just saying that you, you um are faking because you was dancing like two weeks later you know it's it's a very 
dicey subject. So, uh, getting back into the track list. So, after that song, we have a movie featuring Lil Durk. Now, this is actually one of my favorite tracks off of the album. And, unfortunately, I could not find a clean version. So, <laughs> I'm not going to play a snippet. But, if you want to listen to that on your own time, like you can just look it up. Movie, Megan Thee Stallion featuring Lil Durk. And, it's just a great... It's a great collab in general, cause how many collabs does Megan and Dirk have? Like, I think this is the only one. So it's a great song. I think it's one of the best songs uh, on this off of this album. Number seven, we have uh, Freaky Girls featuring SZA. I didn't really like that too much. Number eight, Body. I thought that song was annoying. <laughs> Number nine, What's New. I don't really have no opinion. Number ten, Work That. It was all right. 11 uh, um, This song featuring Popcorn The number 12 Well yeah okay so 11 I don't really care for too So yeah this is where it gets to the part where I'm just like Okay this is just a It's just an okay album It's not. I thought it was going to be I thought every song was going to hit like Circles and uh, Sugar Baby And movie especially movie But uh, she kind of went back to her same flow With a, a lot of these songs And just her same comfort zone which is not bad but at the same time i was wanting a little more because like three or four of these tracks are already songs that she put out before the album so not really too much new material in my opinion um and then we get to track number 12 go crazy now featuring big sean and two chains this is the last track i'm gonna play a snippet for and and really this is only because of big sean y'all know i'm a huge big sean fan i don't know if i've said that enough throughout my podcast segments but big sean's one of my favorite rappers so uh yeah i'm playing the snippet solely for the big sean verse because i felt like he killed it so uh yeah let's get into big sean's verse off of megan's uh song called go crazy i'm about to go crazy 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 i'm about to go i hit once i hit twice now it's a habit i go cash it so i Made you crazy, this make make you psychopathic If the sex tech leak and everyone see no, it's gonna be a classic But don't forget how quick I crop you out and change the caption Strictly raised by pimping, not by simping, show no sympathy If they hate you for being you, they not securing their identity Me, myself, and I, she treat me like the holy trinity Come work and give you a business, boss you up, now you can buy tenities Whatever I say, run your city, now it's mine for however long I stay Play, play me, well that's my bad forever, let her play My mama pray for me, she better pray for whoever in my way Now how many besties done up there left me Who claim they my dog and just my pet peeves uh, Who tried to double back and triple text me I look like stressing over these thoughts that stress me I'll be back, I'm about to go crazy I ain't pulling up, let some more than the payment I'm the shit, and I ain't So, as you can tell, Big Sean went crazy on his verse That The whole bar about being my dog But you're really just my pet peeve Like that was just kind of uh, Something that only Big Sean, you know, would kind of pull off So, as you can tell I love when Big Sean raps, and he's one of the best to ever do it, in my opinion. Like, just the way he uh, rhymes and puts flows together. I mean, if you look at my, I think I have my Detroit 2 album review up. If if you look that up, uh, along with uh, Notorious Mass Effect, or if you can't spell Notorious, which a lot of people said they can't, (laughs) which is not funny. I mean, you know, it's it's just funny. I say it's not funny, they say it's funny, but uh, notorious is, I would say it's a notoriously hard word to spell. So I'm not, it's not, it's 
surprising when people be like, yeah, that's a hard word or I, I misspelled it. You know, it's really not that big of a deal. If you want to put Detroit to a Mass Effect, my epi- my segment should pop up of my review of the album. But yeah, Big Sean is definitely one of the best rappers to ever do it. So, um, yeah, but that was it. For- <laughs> that's funny. We in the Megan album. I'm talking about Big Sean. But OK, getting the track number 13, Don't Rock Me to Sleep. Um, It's all right. 14 outside. That's also okay. 15 Savage remix featuring Beyonce. Of course, I I really like this song, but you know, it's a single she already put out, so it's nothing new. Uh, 16 Girls in the Hood. I thought this track was fire, like from start to finish. This is how I felt like the whole album kind of should have been. Like her just going crazy on these type of beats. Which she did with Circles and Sugar Baby, in my opinion. But um, yeah, the whole album, not so much. Number 17, Don't Stop featuring Young Thug. I thought this track wasn't that good. Um, the third single coming up to the album. That's why I kind of got skeptical of the album. I'm like, ah, this single's not that good to be a single. So uh don't know why they put it out like that. I would have put out I would have put out circles. Like I don't I guess they was saving it for the number two track. I mean, shots firing circles back to back probably makes people want to stay, you know. So overall, I think it's an average album. Not great, not bad, you know, just middle of the row i don't think it's anything special so yeah that's how i feel about the megan the stallion album uh click my link tree in my bio let me know in my so in one of my social medias what do you think of the album and what do you think is the best song because when i was going through this it, it was hard to find like a definitive best song the reason i fell on movie is because it's literally something we haven't we've never heard before because megan I believe that's Megan and Dirk's first track together. So that's just something different in general. So you've never heard that before. And it, and it worked, in my opinion, it, it worked. So that was my favorite track off of there because it was something new. And it surprisingly, the dynamic was there. So well, the chemistry was there. Yeah. So um, that's all I really have for the Megan The Stallion album. Don't really want to get into her and Toy Lane's little feud, <laughs> you know, too much. Because it's just at this point, it's just like... Yeah, y'all just need to take it to court, <laughs> you know? It's like he say, she say, so I'm trying to figure out what the court says. So, uh, yeah, getting into the overview of the pod, episode 21, we had the quote of the pod where we talked about Jeezy versus, versus Gucci Mane and how fantastic that was. I mean, just the whole dynamic of the whole battle and just how it was accepted as a as a culture i mean you had lebron posting of it you had all type of sports accounts posting of the the battle and talking about what's the nba equivalent beef to jeezy and gucci like they don't know somebody allegedly (laughs) somebody died from this beef so you know how nba account accounts be they they don't really know that world too much so it's kind of whenever they speak on it they definitely seem out of place or just bad timing Getting and then we got into music with Russ, uh, Russ's new EP with Chomp, and one of the best lyrical projects of 2020. In my like, it's just by far one of the best, one of the best lyrical projects. You could break down every single track, uh, every single verse off of each track, and every time you go back through it, you will find something new. Like that's how good this EP was. So really great rapping. From Busta Rhymes, Russ, um, Benny the Butcher, Absol, just great, 
rhyme schemes and just some of the best to ever do it on one EP. Then we went into gaming with Godfall. So Godfall was underwhelming to say the least, pretty bad to say the most. So um, like it, it was really one of those type of games that was hyped up throughout its development. People thought it was going to be this great innovative game came out and then people quickly found out that this was nothing <laughs> this this was nothing compared to the other next-gen uh, uh, titles that came out along with the next-gen console so Godfall hopefully it doesn't fall too too uh, hard off the map but it looks like it's falling very slowly and it's very obvious then we ended with pop culture ending with Megan Thee Stallion because like I broke down my music gaming takes Pop culture to me is whatever the most influential influential gamer or artist is doing because at the end of the day they're pop culture because there's they are what shapes not shapes but they basically they move the culture whenever they do these type of things. So when Meg, Megan Thee Stallion drops a new album, it moves the culture because the culture shifts to listen to the like they make time for album from Megan Thee Stallion. Like if another. <laughs> If another rapper who's not as prominent, I'm not going to name a name because I'm not trying to be like disrespectful, but if they drop an album and, and the culture doesn't really shift too much, then you're probably not that important. So Megan Thee Stallion is definitely that important. She deserves all that because she worked really hard and uh, yeah, delivered a very, very average project. So <laughs> uh, that's about it for episode 21. Thanks for tuning in to the Notorious Mass Effect podcast. And don't be afraid to send me a voice message on Anchor or just whatever you, whatever platform you're listening on. Send me a message letting me know what do you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode. Especially my Apple Podcast listeners. Shouting y'all out because y'all most of the pie and, you know, I just like to, I like to um, give out congrats to people who like, I don't know if that makes sense. Basically, what I'm trying to say is I'm thankful for y'all listening to the podcast. <laughs> I don't know why that was so hard. But, uh, yeah, so tell me what you want me to talk about in my next episode. Click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest and greatest activities. Make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Notorious Mass Effect.